Copa MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and Racetech. How are you guys doing out there? The second show of this week, but we had to get another show up this week because, as you guys know, the most anticipated motocross machine of this year, or 2023, is the Yamaha YZ450F. Why? Because it has the most changes to it. That's simply put. (laughs) Uh, I called up Mike Ulrich. He is the motocross or two-wheeled off-road media manager at Yamaha Motor Corporation, and uh, I asked him some questions. Obviously, we haven't been able to ride this thing, and no, I haven't ridden it. I knew nothing about it until 9 a.m. Pacific, just like you. So I wanted to call up Mike and ask some questions that I had, and hopefully some of those questions that I have asked here in this show is basically questions that you would want answered for yourself before you want to go purchase this motorcycle. So listen to this interview. It's a a short one, but nonetheless, you'll get some uh, meat out of this and basically figure out if this is the right bike for you and to see if those changes that they made in 2023 are the ones that you've been looking for. Travis Preston, Steve Tarkowski, Doug Dubach, uh, a host of others, Dustin Nelson, uh, the American side of the testing-based R&D team over here in America. Those guys have been hitting it hard for probably the last couple years on this bike. Uh, It's a claimed Weight loss of about six pounds. I know a lot of people are saying five pounds, but from what I heard, it is six pounds. Also, uh, five millimeter, um, five millimeter down and back foot peg with a plus five millimeter seat height gain. So the rider triangle is different. Uh, the holes are mounted in the rear hole position, like I like them. So there are some things with the rider triangle that is going to be a big improvement. So. Right then, you can hear about those things right here on the show. But first thing, before we get to Mike, RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for all of us out there. We're going to make this short. Uh, Just go there, please, and do your shopping if you're going to do it. Go to KieferIncTesting.com. Click on the RMATVMC banner, and then continue to do your shopping, and that helps us out a lot over here, as well as FXRRacing.com. If you guys are choosing to get some gear, go to FXRRacing.com and use the code KKMX35. Save yourself 35% off anything those guys sell over there. It's a great discount, a large discount, and we appreciate it. I'm sure you guys do as well. If you're a lady, I have a bigger discount code for you. Just email me, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I will get you that. And Racetech, racetech.com. I'm sure going to have a bunch of settings for this bike that you will see coming up in the next month or so. They'll be doing some testing. Uh, if you want to make your engine faster, maybe not this bike per se, but you might have another bike. You can go to Racetech.com and use the keyword Kiefer to save yourself some money and uh, get you a better suspension ride as well as a faster engine because those guys do it all over there. And thank you to all of our 2022 sponsors that help us out over here. Power Motorsports, which is a Yamaha dealer. If you're looking for the best deal on a Yamaha, you can simply email me and I'll get you in contact with David over there and they give Kiefer Inc. testing 
listeners discounts. So that is great. Works Connection. I'm working on Works Connection right now. Where me and Works Connection are teaming up to do a on the older Yamahas. The rider triangle needs help, right? So we are working on building a foot peg mount or mounts that are a little bit different than the stock one. Uh, basically, an offset that I feel like is best for the 2022 earlier and, and early uh, Yamaha YZ250F, 450F. So we're working on that. That will be out soon. So look for that. Ride Engineering Pro Taper 6D, ScreenPrintingDone.com, Dunlop Tires. Plum Creek Funding, Blood Lubricants, Decal Works, Lit Pro, Fasco. All those guys are helping us out on this show. And uh, we thank you for listening and thank you for supporting these advertisers. So on with the show. Here is Mike Ulrich from Yamaha Motor Corporation. All right, guys. I'm back here with Philip Lash and Mike Ulrich from Yamaha Motor Corporation. Give us your titles really quick, guy, just so we know who we're talking to and your background with Yamaha. So, Philip. Yeah, Philip Lash. I work in motorcycle product planning. I've worked at Yamaha since 03. So, uh, Chris, you and I worked together in the accessory group back in the day. So, yeah, good to be here. Michael? Cool. Uh, yeah, Mike Ulrich, uh, communication specialist. Oh, so, God. Take from that what you will. <laughs> but the background of, of, of you, Mike, you were in R&D for many years, right? Yes, I started... Um, in-house in 99, uh, I was doing contract stuff a little bit here and there for about three years before that. Uh, my first project that I was involved with was the original YZ400. Uh, so that was pretty, uh, pretty exciting. And, uh, yeah, I did testing for about 19 years and then, uh, transitioned into this, basically the PR, uh, role. So media relations. So I worked at Yamaha between 05 and 09, just so people know, and this was out there on Gypsy Tales the other day. They think uh, Sleater said, oh, I get paid by Yamaha. I work for Yamaha. I do nothing for Yamaha. If I race and ride a Yamaha, people, it's on. It's because I want to do it. It's not because I'm getting paid to do it. Uh, so just I want it out there in the world that – I do not work for Yamaha. I don't get paid by Yamaha. And in fact, I just really enjoy the bike. So that's what I do. So with saying that, this 2023 YZ450F has been the talk of the town. And I give you guys respect because there has been zero leaked photos of this bike. Usually when there's an all-new bike, we will see something from Japan. We will have some some weirdo walk into a, a, a shop and shoot it in on a, on a cell phone and it'll be up on Vital. So... Kudos to you guys for keeping under wraps for so long. Well, you and Mathis have not made it easy. Um, <laughs> I know you've been blowing me and uh, and John up uh, pretty consistently. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, that's a, that's a fun game we play there. I just feel like we're not doing our job if we don't antagonize you a little bit, see if we can get anything. And, of course, Travis comes over here quite a bit at the house, and we don't talk anything about dirt bikes but i have tried to pry on him and he's been tight-lipped as well so kudos to you guys for not letting any information out because it has created quite a buzz uh especially for me i've been on the burnout stage of my writing lately and the only thing that's been getting me excited is about hmm, maybe a new yz450 would be nice so after looking through the materials i got at 9 a.m pacific today um 
I just have a few questions. I'm sure a lot of people, I've got some uh, some questions from people that uh, they're wondering about as well. So right away, two things that jump at me really quick is weight and how the ergonomics are laid out. So give me some background on the ergos and the dimensions, I guess, what the differences are from a 22 versus a 23. Uh, the pegs down and back, is the seat up a little bit? Where are we at on that? Yeah, so um, I guess just to start with, those those are the main um, improvements that we focused on. So we didn't want to just throw the old bike out. Uh, we've had a lot of success with it, you know, both with shootouts as well as racing success in the last couple of years. And we didn't want to just have to start completely over um, and throw away all the good points that we had on the bike. So uh, we really focused on keeping those but improving the main complaint points from, from the market, which were the weight, the width, uh, and the ride position. So yeah, the, the weight is down. It's down five pounds from, uh, from the current bike. Okay. Um, it's obviously much narrower. I think if you look at the, uh, the pictures that were provided, uh, a big part of that is the airbox. uh, changes that we've made uh we're no longer using the scoops uh that come on the inside of the radiator shrouds so that allowed us to make the uh radiator shrouds uh quite a bit narrower um and then also the ride position like you said so uh the things we did to change that was the foot pegs down five millimeters and back five millimeters okay um and then the seat uh, the, the current seat in stock form has kind of a pocket, as you know, right. Uh, right there at the front. So we basically filled that pocket in, made the seat much flatter. Um, and that's about a five millimeter difference. So, uh, yeah, you can do the math there. Uh, it makes it Ten. obviously gives you more, um, room from the seat to the foot pegs and then also the seat being much flatter um, really allows you to move forward and back a lot easier. And one more on the rider triangle, we moved the bar position back one out of the four, we moved it back one. So that's the Chris Keeper preferred oh, position. Oh, we're, we're back to the old school ways. Yeah, the back hole. The <laughs> Exactly. We know how much you like the back hole. So. Yes, I do prefer the UPS way. So Yamaha went the UPS way. So that is great. And I feel like uh, the front hole is more of a Travis Preston type of way. And I just wasn't on board with that. So uh, it's nice to know that the bar mount is back. Uh, just for your guys' input, um, I, I went minus seven on the 2022 450. I went minus seven down on the peg and then minus five back. So it's nice to hear that you guys did five and five, which for people listening to this, you might think, oh, it's five millimeters, nothing. But honestly, in the grand scheme of things, when you go plus five on the seat, minus five down and back with the pegs, it is a pretty big difference. And for a guy like me, six foot, Mike, you're six, what, two? Six, two, yeah. So, um... Philip, have you rode this bike yet? I've not had the opportunity to ride it yet. Okay. So, and what? Mike had. But you're what, 5'9? Five, 5'9? Nine, five, five, nine? Five, nine. Yeah. So, 
in the in the world of Yamaha, people say, oh, it's a big bike, but it was meant for a smaller type of rider in the cockpit. So this kind of opens that up and gives the freedom, I feel like, for a wider type of rider, which is good. So uh, kudos to you guys for doing that. And just so you guys said, you got rid of the air ducts in the shroud. So how are you drawing air through then now since the air ducts are, are not built into the shroud? Yeah, we uh, draw it from the, the back between kind of the gas cap and the air box. Okay. And then also the sides behind the, the shrouds. We draw in air from kind of those three sides, the rear and then the two sides. <clears throat> and uh, the frame itself is 15 millimeters lower at the steering head joint. So that allowed us to move that whole air box lower. Oh, and wow. that helps with the rider triangle like we're talking about. The seat itself is 15 millimeters more flat because we move that air box down. So now that transition from the seat to the air box is flatter. Okay. Got it. So speaking of weight, cause that's in everyone you talk to, Oh, it's the blue pig. Oh, it's too heavy. Uh, one of the reasons why I like the Yamaha, it feels planted. Uh, when you ride it, it doesn't feel how, um, it doesn't feel as heavy it does, as it looks on paper. So now you've dropped five pounds. Where does all that weight, where did you guys get rid of that weight? Where did you guys set, shed that? Yeah, so the engine is completely new. Cases, transmission, clutch, and then the cylinder head, crank assembly, all new. So with the engine, we were able to save 2.4 pounds. And then the chassis uh, is pretty much the frame. You know, we still have the the same amount of components they are all new and redesigned with some increased rigidity in some key areas um but then the body is where we make up the balance of that weight savings so yeah more compact uh body in general and then removing that air box and the redesign of the air box we were able to save almost uh nine tenths of a pound with just the air box alone oh wow okay so it's a combination of engine parts and pieces versus chassis components as well hi yes and then with the air with the air box too the filter now is more of a dome shape where it has the cage the structure behind it okay so that's an update from 22 as well uh let's talk about the engine mike a little bit just from your standpoint obviously you're very familiar with the yamaha and the character i like the yamaha because it's it's i can use third gear a lot so one of the reasons why I choose the bike at, at a lot of races that I go to is just because I can run third gear and be a little bit lazier. How, yep. in, in your opinion, what, how has this engine changed from last year? So basically, uh, we were able to gain a bit of power uh, from middle to top. Uh, but one of the biggest focuses was not to lose the character and the rideability of the current engine because we felt that was a real positive uh for us on that model um so yeah we basically kept the same character the bike's still super easy to ride um you can lug it you can rev it uh but now it has uh, a bit more um i think five percent uh increase in overall power output so for you guys out there on my race bike i just went to loretta's with and things that i, I race around locally i put a vortex on my current YZ450, and that adds more overrev, which is only 200 RPM more, which on paper, again, doesn't look like much, but it feels like a lot. You guys increased it by 500 from last yep. year. So that is a huge jump. Yeah. So for yeah, me... And that's, go ahead, sorry. That's, 
yeah, sorry about that. Um, with the new engine, a lot of the internal components that were made lighter and, and stronger, that's what allowed us to um, raise that red limit of another 500 RPM. Yeah, so for so you guys, gear, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Phil. Third gear is even, even more usable for you now. You're going to have even more over it. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I know we have a, a blend of corporate talk and for me talking about how I ride it, but 500 RPM is a hell of a lot. And for me, I know I've been a part of Yamaha's R&D process a little bit and the durability process that goes in it. So adding 500 RPM and being able to pass the criteria that Yamaha expects for durability, that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely no easy feat. And um, obviously the the parts internal parts need to be specifically designed for that, right? That's why um, a lot of times when you take a bike that's um, meant to rev to a certain point and then you you up the rev limit, then things kind of start coming apart because those parts weren't originally engineered to move that quickly. Right. Um, what about this clutch? So I, I might insult you a little bit right here, so I apologize. Is it more like a KTM style inside, you know, minus the hydraulic, of course, but is it more of like a bevel spring, that type? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you guys are removing so, uh, those clutch springs around but using one big spring to to push this through. Right, right. And uh, I'd like to, I'd prefer to think of it as uh, a system that we use on some of our other models and, and our... Uh, street bikes and stuff rather than say it's a KTM style. <laughs> yes, of course. I know you guys would. <laughs> That's on my end. So I'm sure uh, there's a lot no, of things. Just... There's a lot of things that we say in the media that you guys hear and you're like, just, you're like, I don't want to. No, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm joking. It's just, uh, you know, within our industry, like, People are so focused. Obviously, we're we're in the moto industry, and right. that's all people think about. So they think like something comes out and it's revolutionary, and this this one company is so forward thinking because they're using a certain type of of system. But you know, if you look across product lines and and like into the street bike um, segment and all that stuff, most of the technology that's out there is has been used or is being currently used on on other models so yeah that's that's it and yeah. just to comment on the clutch it's a steel basket it's a lot more compact um and then it's also a weight savings uh i think around up 1.5 pounds oh wow so and and forgive me i do not know this 22 basket is aluminum correct, correct. yes so that is so, even, that'll yeah. that'll change the engine character as well as going to a steel basket too. Yeah. So the current basket is is a um, aluminum basket with the gear riveted to the back. Okay. Uh, this new system is now a one piece uh, steel um, basket with the gear CNC'd into into the back of the uh, the basket and and. You would think it'd be heavier because it's steel versus aluminum, but it's much more compact, more material taken out of it, so it's it's actually quite a bit lighter. Hmm. I'll be down. All right. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the frame, and excuse me, I know I'm dropping some bombs on you guys right here. So 
it visually it looks similar. So when I'm looking at these photos, where exactly are the changes on the frame? And I guess Philip did cover a little bit of it. Um, up increased rigidity in some areas, maybe decreased in some areas. Where are those at? I guess specifically. So, sorry, I'll let Philip answer. I, we're not going to really. We'll get into all the specifics of where and how many percent rigidity changes yep. in which areas. We'll get into that during the the press intro when we do that. Okay. But yeah, Philip can tell you just just some of the basic changes. So yeah, Chris, like you said, first glance you're like, oh, it looks like the 22 chassis, but actually all the aluminum pieces are new. And we did increase rigidity on the down tube, uh, the swing arm pivot area, and kind of the under bracket by the underneath the foot pegs. Um, and then, like I said earlier, uh, the, like where the tank rails meet the steering stem is 15 millimeters lower. And so is the tension pipe, the kind of the pipe that rides that supports all those three pieces. Okay. So point is, yeah, all, all new chassis. And then we tune the uh, some of the engine mounts to work with the new engine and chassis as well or engine and frame i should say right so you know as you know with any rigidity changes then we have to tune engine brackets suspension suspension settings um all that stuff to work with the new chassis yeah so obviously valving um that's all different the suspension spring rates i mean obviously you guys may not know offhand but those maybe could change um and from the looks of it uh, what I've had in the past on my bike, uh, it's been a little bit soft as it breaks in, but as you guys know, um, things evolve and develop and you guys are looking for a more of a flatter, uh, less squatty ride when you accelerate. Yes. Yeah. And that's actually a big improvement on this bike. Um, that was actually, I was there the first day when, uh, when Eli rode the bike mm -hmm. and that was something he was really kind of focusing on and and he really liked he was happy with with the result that um the balance of the chassis is really flat it doesn't transfer weight a lot uh breaking to um to acceleration and um just the overall balance of it seems seems a lot better and then in addition to that just the, the overall lightweight that was one of the biggest things first thing he said when he came off the track was how light the bike felt especially in the air he said he could just put it anywhere like move it around really easy um transitioning from side to side and then coming into the corners being able to tip it in he said that was a big uh positive for him being able to initiate the corner so if you, for people who don't know this was going on you know several months ago eli went and rode this bike obviously we don't know what goes on as as normal fans but Eli's on the end, end of his career. Um, from what I've heard, it this bike actually made him like extend his contract one more year because he really wanted to ride this bike early and to see if it was you know worth a shit to maybe extend his career another year. And that says something right there for me at least because I kind of knew like, hey, he might retire. But then he rode this bike and said, hey, I'll go for a Supercross only contract for next year. So that that's a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a big thing to him. Obviously he's, he's meshed really well with the current bike. And like I said, that bike has a lot of really good, uh, characteristics, uh, which he wanted to make sure that 
the new bike didn't lose. So, you know, he actually, he obviously had a lot of success with the current bike and then he didn't want to one year later switch to a new one and, and have it be something that he doesn't gel with and, and he can't win on. Right. So the last uh, thing, last cool thing a guy wants to do at his end of his career is develop a new bike and start from ground zero because they don't want to do all that crap at the end of their career. Right, right. So as you can imagine, that was huge pressure on us as well on, you know, our R&D guys and the racing guys and, and even Japan, um, you know, what's he going to think and, and try to make sure that he's happy because otherwise he's he's not going to want to ride this thing. So, um, that was definitely a lot of nerves that day, but man, we were really relieved and really happy when just the first time he came off the track. And even when he got on the track, you know, like the dude's such a badass. Right. you know, it was, it was on supercross. So like, Oh wow. Brand new bike and taken out to, out to the supercross track. And, um, you know, obviously everyone's all right, get a feel for it, you know, and, uh, be safe and not knowing what to expect. And the guy goes out there and just starts busting everything on the first lap, like did all the rhythm sections, the triples, everything to those guys. It's not that big of a deal, right? To us, it's like, wow. Oh my God, that's, that's huge. But to jump on a new bike that you've never ridden on and, and just start doing everything right off the bat, I was really, and is he doing this on production suspension? Um, we wrote it with both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, guys and gals, thanks for listening. We're going to take about six to seven minutes with some commercials. Listen to these things, save yourself some money, and be right back with the show. ScreenPrintingDone.com. My dream is the world's most powerful T-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some T-shirts made? Yeah, Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. This is a T-shirt. You can get anything you want on that T-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like, let's go, buddy. Or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. Screenprintingdone.com. T-shirt printing business. Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free T-shirts. That's what I'm talking about! Screenprintingdone.com. Hey, Kiefer, what oil should I run? What weight should I run? Lots of emails coming in about oil. You know what I choose? Bloodlubricants.com. 1040 Pro Series synthetic oil if you guys haven't run blood lubricant synthetics you should try it email jeff over there at blood lubricants info at bloodlubricants.com mention the code kefir get 25 percent off a case of oil i run the 1040 pro series in all of my test bikes here it works great keeps the engine cooler as well clutch life is enhanced and longer i go through clutches on that yamaha yz450f Every 10 hours, now I can go 15 hours. So great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save self some money. Email me, chris at keferinktesting.com. If you have any questions about the oil, I'm happy to help. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, That'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check him out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money.
You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar, but yet I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, protaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend. And that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So, protaper.com, they have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. For motocross riders driven to dominate, the Yamaha YZ line of four-stroke bikes are built for victory. Visit Power Motorsports today to explore what's new and improved for 2022. The YZ450F and YZ250F bring the performance with power for four-stroke engines, reduced unsprung weight, and new suspension settings. For the look of a full factory ride, just like what you guys see on Saturday night, both the YZ450F and YZ250F come in exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphics packages, and you can take precision tunability to the next level with Yamaha's exclusive and industry's only free power tuner app. Visit Power Motorsports today, find your Yamaha YZ, and enter the victory zone. Get your new Yamaha at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it on here. That's right, the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Get your best deal and best pricing wherever it is. Right here, North America. I don't care where you're at. Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Go visit them, powermotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and dangerous. Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times, you can reach your full potential, and of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. You can email me, chris at keferinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. 
Getting started is super easy with LipPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times, get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy. That's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text, who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? LipPro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and LipPro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate, and uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. Go to LipPro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time, how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on LipProLive.com. We are back with the show. Thanks for hanging tight. I appreciate you listening and on with more 23YZ450F talk. Let's talk about the Power Tuner app. Obviously, yep. there hasn't been any other manufacturer that has the easeability. That's what I like to call it, the easeability of tuning your engine uh, and create something custom for yourself. So this has evolved as well. Yes. Yeah, so that was a big big thing for us you know we heard a lot of the feedback from the customers um i think one of the most important things is it's it's a great tool and it's still free it comes with the bike the the ccus on the bike um and it's it's completely free um one of the things we heard was that it was a little complicated for the average <laughs> for, the for average us user. idiots that ride dirt bikes because you know let's face it we're not the smartest dudes out there <laughs> well i mean it's you know you're you're neck deep in this right you're you like to geek out on these things and and this is your life so you really dive in deep and and figure out what the numbers do and and how to change your maps but just an average weekend warrior or, or, you know, somebody who's working a full-time job and, and just gets to go out and ride on the weekends. He doesn't have time to Correct. really, you know, study and, and they don't check SAG, Mike. They don't even check SAG. That's right. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, we kept all the features of the current, um, power tuner. You know, if you're, if you're techie and you want to go in and change all the numbers, you can still do that. Um, or you can flip over to another page and uh, just go to a much more simplified slide bar and have, you know, like options for smooth to more aggressive power that you just kind of toggle on a, on a slide bar and uh, adjust it that way. Um, something else that's pretty cool is if you do want to do adjust the numbers, there's actually like uh, little tutorials in there that will explain to you what those changes do so you know like uh say you want to put in there i i want it to hit harder you know and what is it it'll tell you what it'll do if you add more fuel you know in the lower rpm ranges or you add some ignition here and there um so we really try to make it a lot more user-friendly and then also be able for the customer to be able to educate themselves on the changes that they're making yeah that's cool i mean anytime you can get something that's easier for us to use, it's better because honestly, look, I, after I've got myself familiar with the Yamaha Power Tuner app, it's it's not so bad, but the number one complication that I have seen to, and that I'll tell you guys is uh, 
people don't know how to switch the button from values to position, right? So when we yep. try to do that, I say, hey, man, here's the grid. And they put those numbers in the grid, but then they always forget about the position. Right. And they're like, yeah, hey, absolutely. yeah. So I feel like you simplifying that portion of it will make it easier for the average guy. Yeah. Um, Philip, what are the other features you got on there? Yeah, so plus some additional features. We carried over everything from last year, as Mike said, you know, like the maintenance log and then the race log where you can put your setup in there and then always reference it. So some new features along with the simple tuning with the slide bar is we have traction control. There's off, low, and uh, high setting. So you have to do that in the power tuner, log it in the bike. Uh, and then launch control, we added a rev clip function. So when you're on the gate, you can set a rev limit from six to 11,000 hmm. and then you can just hold it wide open and it'll rev limit at that number. And then when you drop the clutch, it will accelerate in a normal fashion. You'll probably need to set that up for Steve for world vets. Yeah. We're gonna have to work really hard on that. So we might have to have a Steve Mathis, uh, launch control map. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also a lap timer. So, you know, rider will toggle a button like every time over the finish line jump and then, when you're done riding your moto, you can come in and, uh, you know, compare your lap times. And then finally, a setup log again, like Mike said, we want to simplify the use. So, yeah, there are ways how to how to tune the ignition to get the desired um, power character you want, but also a setup guide for suspension. So this is actual setup guide from KYB that we got in uh, translator, then put into the app. So yeah, it's pretty simple, like for the forks. On, and then you pick forks and then in the corner you have maybe the during break in the front end dives. So these are all options. And then it gives you a couple adjustments you can make to help set up your suspension. So, yeah, uh, simpler, easier to use power tuner, but also a lot more functionality. And for people listening to this show, listen, give these things a try. Like I know some of you guys are scared. You're like, I just want to ride my dirt bike. But having these tools like philip just talked about especially with the suspension that is huge for me i can follow it along i don't get lost um, it's all sitting there on your phone you're on your phone anyways for me it's you you go on the track you're sitting there resting getting some water get on your phone and input some of this stuff because it actually does help a lot to make you a better rider if that's what you want to do so that, that's pretty cool that you guys are implementing all this in the app yeah and then Still, one of the things to remember for for the customer, um, you know, you can make noticeable changes, but you're not going to harm your bike. So the the guys who are afraid of using it because they don't want to screw it up, um, you can you're not going to hurt the bike. It's not going to let you go outside of the parameters where where you would cause damage. And if you think you made it worse and you want to go back to stock, you can always just put it back to zero maps or or just uh, Put in a new new map which starts at zeros and that's that's basically stock so uh super easy to go back to stock and you're not going to do any damage so might as well at least play with it and and try it out yeah you have the options yamaha's not going to create something for you guys out there that's going to blow up their motorcycle i'm sure they're uh, responsible enough to be like here's some parameters and this is what we're doing because it has to pass a durability test and like i said i've been a part of that and it's very strict it's, i've been a part of three different manufacturers durability programs and i still would say yamaha has the the upper range of the best durability out there thank uh, you yeah yeah 
Um, <laughs> so real quick, because uh, this, this is a question I get asked all the time, and I'm going to get it. What parts will transfer over to my 2022 YZ450F? Uh, valve stem caps. <laughs> well, the we at least will the wheels no, fit on the wheels. old one? Yeah, yeah, the wheels. Um, the well, suspension, suspension components would fit, but yeah. it's different, different valve in different settings. Uh, maybe the handlebar groups, gas cap. Um, do we? Yeah. Do we have the same handlebar bend from last year? I believe it's the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for those who want, yeah, I don't know offhand. It's 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 hard to say what all would fit, and you know, like, right? I mean, this is just whatever. A, we, we can, this is a a podcast that I just dropped the bomb on these guys. So look, look for people listening. This is just some information that you guys want to get out there and learn about. You get a little bit more insight. So for me, just visually, it looks like the wheels will fit. Uh, if you guys have some to carry over, obviously the plastic is totally different. Muffler looks different. You can't just gonna bolt your 2022 stuff on. On your 2023, yep. so just know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all new engine, all new chassis, all new body. So yeah, like you say, wheels, maybe triple clamps and grips and handlebars. Right off the top of my head, that's it. Yeah. Uh, it looks like the shroud has less, like at least has maybe 12 less bolts in it. So that's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was uh, that's <laughs> another area where we were able to save quite a bit of weight was just the amount of hardware that holds the plastics on. Um, I know la on the current bike, the rear fender had, uh, Oh my God, quite a few bolts. 42 like <laughs> bolts. It's insane. Yeah. So I, we cut that in at least half. So, yeah, that's great. Uh, so when is it going to be in dealers? When are we seeing this thing? When, am, when are we, us idiot media idiots going to ride this thing? Well, I'm working on that now. Okay. We're trying to here, here comes the PR speak. Yeah, here comes the corporate. Yeah, yeah. Here comes the corporate talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, now we don't. We're trying to figure out when we can get product here. Right now, you know, as you know, uh, shipping is crazy. Yeah. Not only not only the cost, but the time that it's it's taken. Everything's uh, taking longer than normal. We expect to have bikes in the dealers maybe second part of october okay sometime in october that's our best guess right now um as far as the intro i'll let you know as soon as i can um i would think maybe somewhere around that time as well but yeah don't hold me to that i like i said i need to figure out when exactly we can get bikes here and then of course we have to get everything planned for the intro so yeah so but, people asking me just Everyone calm down. This is what happens. You guys introduce something new and everyone freaks out and wants to get yeah. at their dealership because most of the time uh, when we get an announcement or we have an intro, that it doesn't. Uh, it's not that lo much longer when they're in the dealership. So this might be a little bit longer. Obviously, we're all catching up from the pandemic that we have. And uh, so second week of October is the rough guesstimate. So uh, yes. everyone just, just hang <laughs> tight, relax. We're going to ride as soon as we can. So... Uh, and you'll, you'll be at least a third or fourth to know when, uh, when we plan the intro. Yeah. Thanks a lot for my late embargo <laughs> agreement. That's awesome. Appreciate yeah, well, that. So what you get? You give me crap. I'll, uh, I'll delay your, uh, 
your delivery. <laughs> no, but seriously, I, I didn't have it in my inbox, and I'm freaking out. I'm thinking, this son of a bitch really did postpone my email. <laughs> Yeah. So I just went to Yamaha's website, went to the source. I went there at 9 a.m., boom, it was up there. And then I looked in my uh, my junk inbox and it was in there. So I was like, dang it. So I Perfect. can't. Well, keep good to know where you have our Yamaha emails <laughs> go. <laughs> just go straight to my junk, man. Yeah. Hey, uh, Chris. Yes. Real quick uh, mechanical spring type forks and uh, <laughs> manual clutch, no hydraulic clutch. Uh, so I was at Loretta Lens this past week and Philip was there and we were just talking and some of the Japanese engineers were there as well. And, and, and you weren't there, Mike. So the quick story was, we're just talking about some current things. And I said, look, I don't know anything about the new bike. Can you please, I, and, and right from the Japanese, I go for the love of Christ and everything. Holy, can we keep spring forks and a cable clutch? And, and no one had a smile. No one gave me, it's like poker faces all the way around. So I'm freaking out. So the whole week, I, Heather's like, what's wrong with you? I go, holy shit, man. I, I think they're changing it really a, a lot. So I, I think we're going to have a hydraulic clutch. And maybe I, maybe some PSF3 forks are back from KYB. I have no idea. And she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're freaking out over this. And I'm like, I, I got poker faces. So, again, kudos to you guys. But screw you guys for freaking me out. <laughs> hey, one, one more follow-up on that. For guys that do want the hydro clutch, we will have a hydro clutch that you can easily bolt on through GYTR. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. So yeah. you know who yeah, loves so that kind of stuff is the the off road guys, right? Off road guys love hydraulic clutch because it doesn't change over the course of their, you know, seven and a half hour ride that they're doing or whatever. But yeah, so that yeah. I mean, that that is a benefit, I guess. I could see that. Yeah, that was um, obviously a lot of people ask for that. I think it's gone back. A little bit now i think a lot of people see that the the cable clutch still has a lot of a uh, lot of benefits you know we've tested them for a long time and we feel the uh the engagement point as well as the feel when you're slipping the clutch is better with uh with a cable uh and that's why over the years we've resisted uh putting on a hydraulic clutch um now we do see the benefits of yeah it doesn't change um that you could even also say could be a negative in in mud races because then you don't know that it's you're overusing it and you'll right. burn your clutch up more easily. Um, but yeah, in in any case, that was also really important for Eli. He made it very clear that he did not want to race with a with a hydraulic clutch because same thing he uses it a lot to modulate the power and um, slips the clutch throughout the race. And he likes the feel of the of the cable clutch. So, uh, for the production bike, we uh, stuck with cable, and then uh, developed a hydraulic clutch as a GYTR accessory. Which, um, the way the uh, the way it's designed, it's I think it's only like two bolts to to put the uh, new master cylinder on there for uh, to change it over to hydraulic. Yeah, so that's pretty. I mean, basically, when you're, we guys go in production and you guys are casting those those cases, you got to actually implement all that in there, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's no easy feat as well. So, yeah, just on the the cable clutch thing, like for me, I'm 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 much like Eli, where I slip my clutch instead of rolling off the throttle coming out of a corner. If I start wheeling, I just slip my clutch a little bit to keep my front end down, so I don't have to let off the throttle. So, in turn, with a hydraulic clutch, when I do that. I never really get a proper engagement feel, so I don't know where 
at in my lever engagement that is going to be able to bring my front end down and the, the cable side of things it's just more positive i know exactly where it's going to hit but that being said changing up the clutch has the clutch pull uh changed at all is it is it easier is it harder because i know that would have to change with with how you guys set up the system uh how do you mean with the does the clutch pull change on the hydraulic clutch or no or? just just the actual how you guys are having the clutch now you said it's smaller it's it's a bevel spring so the clutch pull is it easier is it the same is it a little harder how was that to you mike since you wrote it just thinking back, it didn't jump out at me. Okay. I, I don't remember feeling really any difference. I, I would say it's probably around the same. We can probably at some point check it and we'll let you guys, like I said, we'll give you guys a lot more info during our press intro. Um, you know, we can measure what the actual uh, force yeah, is, right. but, uh, you know, just, just from my memory, it, it felt about the same. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Uh, again, second week, October-ish. Look for it. And, uh, yeah, man, it gets me excited to uh, to ride this bike here pretty soon. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Very good. I appreciate the uh, the call and the opportunity to explain these things. Yeah, no problem. I'm sure uh, we'll, have, uh, we'll get Travis on Monday night on the Pulp Show, and we'll talk a little bit more, and I'm sure he'll talk about how great uh, the bike is and how much uh, Yamaha owes him for everything that this bike is going to be, I guess. That's what I feel like is going to happen. Well, <laughs> I'd like to make jokes and, and uh, all that, but, but yeah, Travis is a, a huge part, and he does, he does an awesome job. Those guys, everybody in testing, they've, uh, they work their asses off, and they've done a great job and uh yeah I, I i'm really impressed with the bike uh i know everyone who's ridden it so far uh chiz chiz is pretty stoked on it eli really liked it uh so i hope that the market likes it as much as we did all right guys well philip mike thank you very much and uh we'll be seeing you guys soon hey and as soon as as soon as mathis gets his bike i'll uh, i'll tell him he's okay to let you ride it <laughs> <laughs> Look at can we get Mathis to at least ride his bikes? I feel like you're gonna get this 2022 back, and it's gonna have the the tits on the knob still. Like it's it's not even gonna be used. Yeah, that's uh, up to you, I guess. I I don't know. I don't know how to do it. Maybe you should with withhold the bike for a little while when he's really wanting. It and he get just give him a taste, right? Have him go to the intro, give him a little taste, and be like, it's really good, and be like, ah oh, man, we don't have one for you at this time. We'll wait. And just let him salivate for a while. I feel like that's what we need to do. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll let you work on that. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for, uh, thanks for taking the time, and we'll see you at the track soon. All right. Thanks, Chris. See, see you soon. Bye. See you.